Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. I am excited to be chatting with you guys on this episode talking about rejection. And that seems a little bit weird to say, like, excited about rejection. Um, yeah, not exact, exactly an exciting topic, but I'm hoping that my insight and kind of just how I view rejection and how I've been able to build a more healthier relationship with rejection helps you guys and encourages you guys to not necessarily fear rejection, but almost um, welcome it. Um, <clears throat> I would like to say, first off, you know, check out everythinginme.com because on the 28th of this month is my Everything in Me workshop covering goal getter toolkits. So everything related to getting your goals, getting them together, it's completely free. I've seen other um, similar you know, workshops on the market available on Eventbrite for 50 bucks. So you know, I hope you guys get to join me. It's via Zoom. It's basically available everywhere and anywhere. It's going to be a fun time. We'll get to hang out for a little bit and talk about the things you should have in your you know, your toolkit as you kind of reach your goals, fight for your goals, understand your goals, et cetera, et cetera. And then the following one that we'll have for the month of August will actually be on different ways um, to interpret your life lessons. So um, yeah, I hope that it's useful to you guys and, you know, it's completely free to register. So check out everythinginme.com to be able to register. And also if you'd like to work with me, your first consultation is completely free. So we can sit down and kind of chat and figure out, does this work for both of us? And does it make complete sense? But I think getting a life coach is very similar to, um, you know, dedicating yourself to a personal coach um, to help grow grow you and and build you and all of those sort of things. And so feel free to check out my website, everythinginme.com as well to book your free first consultation, no obligations. Okay. So rejection, let's get into it. Um, shall be interesting. Um, <clears throat> today in particular, excuse me, I actually had an interaction where rejection was not necessarily the theme, but it was definitely a, a big piece of the conversation. There's a lot of times where we do things out of ego and fear. And usually it is to avoid rejection. It's to avoid being told no, avoid to be um, perceived as inadequate or um, not good enough or not mature enough or not capable of being able to be worthy. And, um, this can also mean that, you know what, we're avoiding, we're self-sabotaging, we're finding ways to finesse our way out of situations because we don't necessarily want to, um, have to deal with the rejection that could possibly be on the other side. Um, sometimes with rejection, we can have the relationship of depression and feel that the outcome of rejection is for sure the thing that should derail you from your overall goals, your life, you know, the things that you are trying to accomplish or the things that you once thought were a for sure thing. Um, my hope and my take on rejection is that rejection is like a detour. It is a definitive sometimes no. When you're trying to check off your list, all the options, it sometimes is a opportunity for you to go back and have a seat at the table and revisit some of your you know, earlier thoughts, get creative, look differently about the situation. It, <clears throat> excuse me, 
is a really great way to alter your progression because what this means is that, you know, your journey has now come to a standstill, closing a chapter, um, pursuing something that doesn't necessarily suit you. So what this means is there needs to be a shift. There needs to be a new beginning, a new opportunity, something that is different. Um, sometimes that could mean something that you, the door that you knocked on all the time that was complete comfort um, is no longer, you've outgrown those things. It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to look at life a little bit differently, to pursue things from a different perspective. Um there's a huge part in, you know, the purpose behind rejection. Now let's talk about how rejection feels. Oh man. So coming from, um, a verbally abusive, um, upbringing rejection, I've experienced rejection in so many ways where it be, you know, calling negative names, attacking self-esteem, self-worth value, rejection has come up into my life as being, um, like doubt, fear, um, just complete inadequacy. Um, it has been a plague at some, at some point where it's basically been gaslighted. It's been put into my ear to avoid me from being able to do certain things. So rejection can, can look and feel like the big bad wolf, you know, but when you're talking about taking risks, you're talking about identifying ident- identifying a way to um, progress or you're looking to make a decision on something and the outcome may be a no or it feels like a no or, you know, in its past, it's been a no. Um, it When you receive that information, it can trigger a lot of things. Sometimes it's unrelated. It has nothing to do with this exact moment. It just replays and you revisit that sense of trauma that you initially initially had. And that's why I say it's important to seek therapy and seek an ally and have a support system, a dream team, you know, um, a way to channel that negative energy, et cetera, et cetera. Because what happens is sometimes we get overloaded with emotions and situations that we cannot manage on our own. So it's very important for us to take a step back and allow someone else to take the wheel or help direct us and put us in a place where we can find um, a sense of serenity, understanding, upbringing. And sometimes it takes a while. It takes a really, really, a, a pretty long time, depending on, you know, what you're seeking or what you're trying to pinpoint. I would recommend that we all kind of Take a second to think about our relationship with rejection. Is it a healthy relationship? Is it a fearful relationship? Is it a relationship that is super definitive and you don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole? Um, I would recommend you find a safe space to do so. The reason being is because rejection is a lie sometimes. Um, Rejection can be fear. Sometimes we don't even get rejected. We just process that we're going to get rejected. We're going to get rejected. And so we don't do what we should be doing or we don't try to do what we want to do. And that right there is like stealing your life away. That right there is saying to yourself, you could have a more full, blessed, oh, you know, challenging, fun, embracing, um, creative, whole, genuine, um, authentic life. But 
the little voice inside my head that started when I was six is telling me, no, telling me, don't even bother. Don't waste your time. You know, what's going to happen. What's the point, et cetera, et cetera. Now I want to be very honest with you guys, you know, being rejected or many, many, many times, not only just in relationships, jobs, um, career choices, life choices, risks that I've taken. You don't always, you know, welcome rejection, but you, if you look at rejection as a decision, it's a no, it's not an option. Um, it allows you to take a step back and say, okay, well, there's detours. There's always detours. There's always roundabouts. There's always dead ends. But even in that dead end, there was a road there. There can't, there, how many dead ends do we all know? There are, there are, they are there, but majority of the roads that we do know are not dead ends. So with that being said, there's a reason why there's a dead end. Maybe there's a, a park there, <laughs> you know? there's a wall, there's a highway, you know, there's some sort of thing that is intentionally blocking that, 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 you know, area of travel. And it's by design. It's not because it was just, you know, put here just for fun. It was by design. Like there's a hazard on the other side. (laughs) So look at the rejection as that, you know, to say there's a hazard, there's a highway, there's a lake. (laughs) There's reasons why you cannot go past. Um, and not as an opportunity to beat yourself up or feel like you're the only one, because like I said, from experience, you know, I talked in my episodes before talking about moving to Atlanta and that not working out for me and having all of these setbacks and all of these, um, experiences where it just felt like no matter what I did, I was rejected. Um, everything that I dreamt of, everything that I fought for, everything that I'd hoped for, everything that I looked forward to, um, was all a no, all a definitive. No, it wasn't like a, maybe it wasn't like, here's a little hope. It was a firm no. And what that did is it sent me back to the drawing board and it required me to be still. So, um, my suggestion, especially when you're dealing with rejection is take a second to understand, why you're being rejected and why doesn't it make sense, especially when it comes to, um, relationships and why it's, um, it seems like you're hitting a dead, you know, uh, a, a wall. Um, sometimes you have to take yourself out of the scenario, out of the situation, and you have to, you know, be empathetic and put yourself in that other person's shoe to better understand exactly what, it takes or what sort of maybe triggers or traumas they're currently processing or dealing with that is requ- that is not necessarily required, but has basically led you to receiving that no. Sometimes I think as women, um, we tend to have a more definitive um, version of a person that we want, especially with the concept of marriage and just, you know, exploring our options and being meticulous about, you know, who we want to be with and not necessarily looking at it from um, a um, chemistry point of view, almost like a checklist point of view. Um, And because of that, you know, a lot of times we're, you know, we might say no, or we create um, responses that reject the other person. And 
when we receive rejection, which where we're told no, or we don't have the opportunity, the opportunities like maybe men do, um, that then creates an animosity and also a fear that what's the point of putting myself out there? What's the point of seeking or making myself available? You have to understand rejection comes with the opportunity. Now, that's a part of what's called your opportunity cost. Um, it's something that you are more than 120% going to experience. Now, let's be clear. The scenario of identifying you being rejected by, for instance, a partner or your mother, let's go there, um, or someone that you um, wanted to be close to or a job that basically had all the criteria you were looking for and you perceive that you were the best fit. There's something behind that could that is definitely saving you from additional hurt, pain. Basically, it's like putting a triangle in a square hole. It's it you don't see it, but it's there for a reason. Yes, you are both shapes, but they are completely different. Um, and so you know, going back to just being rejected, for instance, from a parent or a um, parental figure or a friend, um, which I've experienced all of those things, you have to be careful because the reality is, is that there are things on the other side that sometimes you can't see. You can't always see what's behind the dead end. You Sometimes individuals or situations don't have anything to give you. They have nothing of value to you. You may see them as an opportunity, as a new start, as a um, ally, as a mentor, or someone that you love dearly. But on the other end, that person, that scenario, that situation, that life choice may not have anything in them to give you. And when you do that, or you force that, you become disappointed very quickly. So not only do you were you rejected, you fought for it, and then you're disappointed. Um, all of these things, you know, line up to, um, you know, creating a lot of uncomfortable moments, unforeseen moments, moments where you're kind of just scrambling, trying to get yourself together, trying to put yourself back. And it may feel like, what's the point? It may feel like, you know, going out there, putting myself out there, being vulnerable again, because that's the God honest truth of just being vulnerable um, is is costing me. It's really, it's, it's taken at me. Now, you want to be careful because if you find that you are putting yourself out there or putting yourself in scenarios that are making you uncomfortable, you're vulnerable and you're getting rejected and you're finding yourself wanting to just seat back into that hole or remove yourself entirely or shift everything behind you, you're not vibrating at the highest level. Your foundation has been shaken. Um, and so there's damage or not, I wouldn't even say damage. There are certain things that need to be addressed in order to have the courage, have the vulnerability, have the um, interest, have the you know um, tenacity to get back up on that horse and try again. So 
some of the things I would recommend, especially after being rejected, is you want to check in with yourself. You really want to do an assessment like what is bothering me emotionally? What what am I feeling? What exactly is it making me do? Am I, you know, my is my response to, for instance, not getting a job? Maybe you already have a job, but there's a job you really want. And maybe your response is really dramatic and it almost feels like a pain that you can't exactly explain. To me, that's a trigger. That's something that is you're associating with a, a previous experience that you're now allowing yourself to feel, but you're directing it towards something else instead of dealing with the core. Um, another thing, you feel like exhausted. You need to fill up your cup. You really need to invest more time into yourself. You need to go inward. Whenever you've gotten to a place of complete exhaustion, it means that the, the, the gas lighting came on. It came on. It came on. Mental breakdowns, nervous breakdowns, anxiety attacks, all of those things are lurking. They are lurking. They are very available to you. You are a prime candidate for something like that. You need to take a step back and you need to understand that you need to fill back up your cup before you go back in. You, You don't have anything to give. You don't have anything to offer to, um, bargain with, to, you know, um, to get into with, with anyone else or anything else, you need to start filling up your cup. You need to reprioritize some things because it's clear that the thing that you thought was important has taken so much weight from you. It, and it shouldn't, it really shouldn't, you know, something that I've been experiencing recently with major, major, um, life uproars and upsets is calmness, complete calmness. It almost feels like a nice, quiet, breezy day. It's just, just under being too chilly. Um, and the sun is shining and it's quiet and it's completely like picturesque or, you know, it's basically my version of peace. And that calmness lets me know that the direction I'm going in is designed for me. Is exp- that's where I'm supposed to be, and everything is going to be okay. My reaction, my um, feelings, my um, thoughts on the subject do not matter. They don't matter. They don't matter because everything is where it's supposed to be in that chaos everything, the way that it's surfacing, the way that it's, it's twisting and turning and and et cetera, that's where it's supposed to be. Now, this is unlike something I've experienced before. And I think it's because I'm tapping into a piece of my brain, to my soul, into my spirit that allows me to be more grounded and have more of a foundation that I've never had in my entire life. And I'm just so enamored in how my reactions have been so beneficial because without the additional stress that I place on myself because of the overprocessing or um, just overall like overreacting or, you know, overthinking process or just reacting off of something that is one, not in my control. Um, Two, if it is in my control, I did the best that I could. I literally did. I was the best version of myself. And I know that. 
And that was something that I had to step away from and see as I kind of digress the whole situation. But that calmness is what I, I yearn for everyone. The, the almost all knowing of like, okay, all right, cool. I'm, I'm ready for the next chapter. I'm ready for what this is supposed to, what is supposed to come from this. Um, I'm okay with dissecting and understanding what exactly am I supposed to get from this? I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm completely here. I am present. I am awake. I am, um, feeling this and it's not moving me in a direction that it wants me to go into. I'm still going to persevere. I'm still going to get to where I want to get to. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the chaos. I'm okay with the frustration. I'm okay. I'm okay with the unknown. All of those things are completely fine with me because I know the next chapter is starting or a new beginning is starting and that's okay. A disruption, a rejection, you know, a moment that's, you know, feels like rejection. All of those things are by design. They are supposed to be. To me, having a, you know, or being rejected or having a moment where something is rejected is basically a no. It's a firm no. It's not a maybe. It's not a this. It's a no. Can we jump to the moon? No. Can we run faster than a car? No. It and and you see how even just those questions, they they you know just saying them. There's no like, oh okay, you're not fighting this. You're not crying. You know, once you understand that or get to that place where rejection, whenever you sense it or feel it or experience it, you have that same reaction that lets you know, okay, well, let me figure out something else that I can do, or let me figure out what else works for me, or let me figure out who else is best for me, whatever that may be. That is the ideal spot. That's a sweet spot because that lets you know that you're focusing your energy, your time your overall well-being into something that can actually make a difference. There is an opportunity there. There is an opportunity where you can grow and you can change and you can develop and you can do great things. That's what's more important. That's what's more valuable. That's what's more, that needs more work. You know, rejection is something that should allow you to, you know, revisit the, the, the overall, you know, goal list or whatever you're working on. And it should bring you back to the drawing board because you weren't finished. And there are some really great, cool new things that you have to offer. And because you've experienced this rejection, now you can basically close that chapter or take that, you know, opportunity out of your brain. And let me be honest with you, because I don't want to sit here and come on this podcast and act like anytime that I've been rejected up until this point, I've just embraced it. I thought it was okay. I didn't fight it. I didn't, you know, worry too much. I didn't care, et cetera, et cetera. No, 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 hell no. Um, for instance, I want to talk about being rejected by a guy because I was rejected on numerous, numerous occasions. Um, he never came out directly and told me he had, he wanted nothing to do with me. He eventually did. But, um, a guy that I was obsessed with, obsessed with for years, years, um, he and I always, you know, met through parties or hung out, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, 
I, I mean, everybody knew I liked him. Everybody knew I liked him. I mean, I would think everybody knew I liked him because just how I was around him. Um, and for whatever reason, I was not the girl for him from the start. Couldn't see this. Legally blind. Could not see this for the life of me. And I remember showing up to parties knowing he was going to be there and I would dress a certain way. I would act a certain way. I would make sure I would see him. I would put myself in uncomfortable situations just so that way, you know, he and I could interact. Um, he showed very minimal interest, um, in me. It was like, you know, we're cool, but it was never like, I want you, (laughs) but I was in, complete denial in that process of denial of like, he's going to eventually want me. He just needs to warm up to it. He just got to warm up to it. Year two. He just got to warm up to it. Um, dated somebody else. He's, you know, she was probably in his life a lot more than me. So I get that, you know, they break up. Okay. He's going to, he's going to come back on. He's going to come on back to it. Um, never wanted me, um, from the beginning and I didn't understand it. I was like so available to him. I was, um, flexible. Like, you know, I would always make things work, you know, whenever we wanted to hang out or do stuff, you know, I gave opportunities to him. I was completely just creating a great, you know, space for him and supported him. You name it. I did not, I was not wifey, but I was definitely like a girl you should talk to. And, um, in the end, um, I remember one day he, um, he told me, I, cause I noticed that I, listen, I was obsessed with this guy. I would drive, by, I would not drive by his house, like in, intentionally, but intentionally, but meaning like I would go that way to get home so I could see if he was home or if somebody was there. And I remember one day he and I were hanging out and, you know, I left for the day and I, I well left, you know, hanging out with him because I had something to do. And I was like, Oh, I just left and I missed you, you know, and I miss you. And I remember him texting me back. He's like, I really, I don't feel that way about you. And I knew this because obviously he wasn't giving me enough to lead me on. Like he never intentionally tried to lead me on, but he also never was, um, upfront about it either, about how he felt. And he told me, he said, you know, I just don't feel that way. And I literally cried. I cried. I I thought I went through a breakup. Like I cried because that boundary was there. It was spoken on. It was discussed. It was basically um, put into a place where I couldn't ignore it. And I cried because I had created all this hope an opportunity and new future and getting to know his mom and his brother and this whole, his grandmother, like I was invested. I was ready for a chapter with him. And he clearly told me no. And I cried and I told him I cried and I, I didn't allow those feelings to surface after that. I kind of got over it, but you know, because he definitely took a different route where I was like, oh no, now you're not desirable at all anymore. I don't know what phase you're going through, but you see, I couldn't have even been around for that chapter after the fact. And this happened like right after, you know, I was shut down. Um, he went into this whole phase in life, this hippie life. And I was like, Ooh, no, mm -mm, I don't like, 
that. So there was something on the other side that I couldn't see that he was evolving into and, and, and going on this path that didn't include me. And it allowed me to be a little bit more at ease because I knew that it was the right thing for both of us. And I was happy everything played out because I knew I couldn't be on this next part. You know, another instance with one of actually my first real relationship, you know, um, I actually decided to, you know, cut ties with him because I knew that I didn't want to be along for his ride and his, you know, life choice, you know, and it, it's something that I'm definitely okay with because I knew myself enough, but I remember having that conversation with him about what he decided to go into after school. And I was like, eh, that's not, I can't, I can't hang. Like we, this is where you drop me off. <laughs> this is where, this is where I'm no longer a part of the ride. <laughs> and, you know, it was unforeseen, like I wasn't trying to do that, but that's just how life played out. And it's funny because later on in life, he and I, you know, reconnected and revisited everything. And I considered, a, you know, a new chapter with him, et cetera, et cetera. And um, he shut me down and shut me down, not in a sense, like rudely, let me be honest. Rejection doesn't always mean like, I'm good. I don't want to deal with you. No, it doesn't always come off that way. Sometimes it can be like, there's, there is an opportunity for you right now, or, you know, I'm not where you are right now, or this doesn't make sense at this very time, or, you know, revisit this another, you know, you know, at another time, or, you know, it seems like we're on two different pages, as he said. Um, it just, it, it may look differently, but the feelings that come with that really are up to you. The um, the weight that you put on that is up to you. The, the voice you put to it is up to you. So you have to be very careful that you don't um, use rejection as a, as a catalyst to a spiral, um, you know, an attack on your character, your genuinity, um, how good you are, your guilt. Oh my gosh, the guilt. Oh my gosh, the guilt. You know, all of those sort of things. You just, you you have to understand your foundation is there for a reason. Um, you know, what it means to you and what it can do for you. It can go mountains if you make sure that you understand that when things go low, you go high because you've already done the work. And when you do feel low, you seek out those resources. You take the time to dedicate to yourself. You revisit certain things that make you feel uplifted. So that way you can have the strength and the perseverance and the faith to carry on because you're not alone in all of these things. And you're not the only one to experience those things. You know, I've been told from jobs. I mean, oh my gosh, I was laid off. 2012, Lord, just don't even bring me back there and ever again in life, but rejected from a job that I left. I left um, my former employer, well, my current employer now, um, different department, but I left them for this job as an, an opportunity to like change my life, new doors. I mean, convenient, more pay, better title. I mean, it was like, check, 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 check. You know, within two months I was laid off and I broke down because I told them, I said, I literally put so much into you 
I think that's the type of rejection that hurts the most. It's like when you pour so much into something, a new chapter, new opportunity, new person, um, and you're told no, or it doesn't work out. There's so much behind that, that you're like, you feel deflated. You literally feel deflated. Like what, what was the point? What was the point? You know? And it was so uncomfortable to be in because I had hyped myself up. I did this whole goodbye tour crap to, to, to get on this new boat and it didn't work out. But what it did, it removed me from a situation I wasn't supposed to be in and catapult me. There was a comfortable stage. I was laid off for six months, but it catapulted me into some somewhere, something else that I was supposed to be in. So all of these things were for a reason. It wasn't just for fun. It wasn't just because it was bored, but that's how life was supposed to be all along. And so, you know, there's so, there's so much more behind rejection and um, it's such a negative thing that we look at, but there's a purpose behind it and we should all be really thankful for that. I mean, it doesn't feel like we should, but we definitely should try, try to be thankful for it because what it does, it, it, it helps us avoid unnecessary things, things that don't serve us, things that aren't meant for us or designed for us. It is like, <clears throat> you know, spam. It's like spam. It looks real good. Like, oh my God, is this a deal? No, it's not. You got to it's okay. You know, you got to check it out there. So I'm hoping that this was beneficial to you guys and you, you drew some deeper understandings or just some overall comfort in the fact that you're not alone, far from alone. Um, rejection feels differently to everyone. Some people get immune to it. Some of us, you know, struggle with this all struggle with it all our lives, you know, being rejected from my mom. I remember last year just feeling so, I talked about this in my abandonment of inviting her to my new place. And she was like, no. What? <clears throat> what? <clears throat> I said, do, do you want to, you know, come check it out? You know, I'll give a little tour. Super excited to be here. And her response was no. Uh, okay. Oh, all right. You know, you, you think to yourself, like, what do I do with that information? What do I do? What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? No, you're my mom. Why would you say no? That doesn't make sense to me. I'm inviting you to something that I'm very proud of, something that is a part of me now and just want to show you I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Look at what I'm doing. And your response is no, no rhyme or reason. Just no. And I immediately, I started crying. I called my sister and I'm like, it just feels like she's telling the, the seven-year-old, no, I don't love you. I don't care about you. So these feelings of rejection are still very real for me, but I had to check myself because that boundary that was there or the boundary that she put up was for a reason. I would have much rather her say no than to come and have ill feelings or not be in the mood and just damper the energy. And, you know, a lot of times that's why we get stuck sometimes with saying yes, um, because we feel like we want to make somebody happy instead of, you know, being the person who's the bearer, quote unquote, of bad news, AKA being honest with my feelings and saying no and allowing someone else to, to enter the space or something else to enter the space or a different outcome to happen instead of just dragging out. I mean, it, it goes on and on of how much we don't save ourselves from a more stressful outcome, you know? Um, but yeah, 
like I said, guys, thank you for listening to everything in me. It, it truly is a pleasure just chatting with you guys once a week. I know I kind of fell off with my vacation, but I am back in full force. I'm trying to re-strategize with my social media, but check out everythingme.com for more up-to-date content and information. And also check out the, the, the Go-Getter Toolkit workshop. I would love, 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 love to have you guys there. 